Good morning, friends, and welcome to worship as beloved people of God on this fourth Sunday of Easter. The Easter season is a week of weeks, seven Sundays. And today, the image of the Good Shepherd shows us how the risen Christ brings us to life. I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm. We welcome all who join us today for worship, for our drive-in radio service, as well as those who join us by Facebook Live, by phone-in, and by streaming. Please note that our United Lutheran Church Council has made the decision to reopen the church in May. With significant progress now, especially in the vaccination rate, our church council has determined we are at a safer-to-gather level, and Sunday, May 2nd, next Sunday, has been set as a date to reopen the church. Since COVID-19 and its variants continues to create a health risk in our community and in our church, gathering modifications and protective precautions have been put in place by our church council. Now I'd like to read these modifications for the benefit of worshipers who are listening remotely today. So in preparation for reopening the church next Sunday on May 2nd, everyone coming to church can expect to keep social and physical distance always in mind, keeping space between people from different households, which means keeping an empty pew between households in the sanctuary or at least six feet distance if you happen to be in the same pew. Observing indoor seating capacity limits in order to allow that social physical distancing means in the nave 75 people total, in the balcony 15, and the overflow in the fellowship hall 32. Wear a face mask or face covering indoors, since that is the best way to protect ourselves and others from the contagious coronavirus. We will speak the liturgy as a congregation, since indoor worship will include no singing at this time, because singing creates 50 times more aerosols than talking. Bulletins and prepackaged communion elements can be picked up from the table as you enter the church. And we ask you to proceed directly to the sanctuary or to the overflow area. Offerings can be placed in the basket on the table. We will minimize the movement of worshipers at indoor services, limiting sharing of aerosols in the air, postponing the involvement of Sunday volunteers such as greeters, ushers, readers, projection screen technicians, and communion assistants. Communion will be received in the pew with prepackaged communion elements. We will have two church council members available each Sunday to help everyone navigate the gathering modifications. We will ask you to recess outside following worship for visiting and fellowship. Food fellowship, coffee hours, or luncheons will not be held in the fellowship hall at this time due to health risks. Expect worship length to be about 30 minutes or less, since we know that viral spread is affected by the amount of time we are together in an enclosed space. The coronavirus thrives in indoor air, air that we share. Until public health guidance indicates that we can lessen these precautions and or we reach herd immunity, we will need to commit to safe practices which will offer protections for our congregation and community. Please note, in addition to the reopening of our church, 
for in-person, indoor worship. All of our virtual worship op options will continue to be accessible on Sundays at 10 a.m. And that includes the drive-in radio service on FM 103.3, our Facebook Live broadcast, our phone-in, and streaming options as well. On this fourth Sunday of Easter, the risen Christ draws us together into the unity we have as one flock following the Good Shepherd. Jesus Christ does his shepherding, his leading of us, by staying with us, sharing in our suffering and even in our death. Our Good Shepherd's willingness to lay down his life for the sheep, for us, demonstrates his steadfast love. The words of the song become our prayer. Savior, like a shepherd, lead us. Much we need thy tender care. I invite you to join now in confessing your sin and hearing the promise of God's forgiveness following the invocation. We gather in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a call and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our psalm for today on this Good Shepherd Sunday is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. The Lord makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. You restore my soul, O Lord, and guide me along right pathways for your name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup is running over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let us pray. O Lord Christ, Good Shepherd of the Sheep, you seek the lost and guide us into your fold. Feed us, and we shall be satisfied. Heal us, and we shall be made whole. Make us one with you, for you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading today comes from the book of Acts. The next day, the rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest, 
Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. When they had made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who is sick and are asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders. It has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. Here ends the reading. Our second reading from 1 John. We know love by this, that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's good and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses help? Little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. And by this we will know that we are from the truth and will reassure our hearts before him whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have boldness before God. And we, ask, and we receive from him whatever we ask, because we obey his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he has commanded us. All who obey his commandments abide in him, and he abides in them. And by this we know that he abides in us, by the spirit that he has given us. Here ends the reading. Our gospel today from John, 10th chapter. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because the hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Today, as we heard the 23rd Psalm, the Psalm 
familiar to all of us, the Lord is my shepherd. There's a story from an old country church that had an anniversary celebration, and the theme of their anniversary centered on this 23rd Psalm, the Lord is our shepherd. It is the same verse you find as you enter the church here at United Lutheran Church, right above the main entrance of the church, the words, the Lord is our shepherd. On the day of the anniversary celebration at this congregation in the story, they invited two people to speak on the 23rd Psalm and recite it. One was a great actor, and he mounted the chancel steps with great drama and flair, and artfully articulated the vivid imagery of the psalm. Later in the program, an old woman, a matriarch of the congregation, came slowly up the chancel steps. She was a woman who had experienced much suffering in her life and was known for her outgoing compassion to others who were suffering. Her voice cracked as she recited the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. And she continued, stumbling over some of the words. It was not easy to make out all that she said. Her voice was weak at times. And yet when she finished speaking, there were few dry eyes. The great actor went up to greet the old woman, hugged her, and then turned to those gathered and said, I know the psalm, but she knows the shepherd. Our scripture readings today are all about knowing the shepherd and the shepherd knowing us. As we heard in John's gospel, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The verbs in the 23rd Psalm help us understand the way that Jesus knows us. Jesus, our shepherd, is good. The presence and voice of the good shepherd leads, comforts, restores, anoints, prepares. And sometimes when we go astray, the rod and staff pull us back, correcting us, guiding us. And when we are stubbornly overactive or over-controlling in our lives, the Good Shepherd makes us stop and rest. The images are nurturing, empowering, encouraging, seeking our wholeness, our well-being, our salvation. Jesus, our Good Shepherd, will stop at nothing in order that we might know the healing grace of salvation in his flock. I lay down my life for the sheep, Jesus said. And now, Jesus says this in contrast to other lesser leaders, like hired hands, as he calls them, who are really just thinking of themselves, wouldn't think of sacrificing anything for the well-being of the flock. I read recently about a British word, which was new to me, actually. I think helps 
shed light on what a hired hand looking after the sheep might be like. The British have this term, jobs worth, to describe a person who won't lift a finger to do more than the minimum that their job requires. So a jobs worth type of person, when asked to exert themselves even a little bit beyond their basic responsibility, will decline saying, it's more than my job's worth. There is an apathy that ex exudes here, an uncaring cloud over anyone. It's kind of an a pathos, no passion, just an unwillingness to suffer for anybody else. A job's worth kind of person is frustrated to work with, right? tends to bring down the morale of everybody around them and the productivity too. That perspective of a job's worth like hired man or hired hand, as Jesus said, looking out only for himself or herself is in stark contrast to knowing Jesus and the purpose that gives to our lives too. For we are followers of Jesus. And the writer of 1 John, our second lesson today, calls us to a life that reflects knowing Jesus in our lives. Looking beyond ourselves, even to be ready to lay down our lives for each other. So this verse raises a question for us. To what? Or for whom should we be willing to give our lives? And that's a question I think that lasts a lifetime. As we struggle against all the darkness in this world, all the temptation just to take care of ourselves and turn in on ourselves in self-centeredness. So what will we say to Jesus when he calls us and says, follow me? Will we say, that's more than a job's worth. Jesus calls us to a life that goes over and above. Jesus doesn't call hired hands, people who only care for themselves, who run away from suffering, or who refuse to reach out. Jesus gave his life for you and for me, that we would do what we do out of love. I put myself in harm's way then to save someone else. It is the way Jesus acted toward us. I know you. I laid down my life for you. I took your sin and your death that you might be forgiven and free from the power of death. The psalmist understands this amazing grace of the Good Shepherd. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. In the Good Shepherd, God's goodness and mercy, God's loyalty and love, pursue you and me all the days of our life. That you might dwell forever with God. You are secure in God's love, that you might also live in that joy and freedom 
of going over and above in your life. Jesus, our good shepherd, calls us. We know love by this, as we heard in 1 John, that he laid down his life for us. And then comes the second half of the sentence. We ought to lay down our lives for one another. Join to Jesus Christ in holy baptism. Join to the death and resurrection of Jesus. We are people who belong to the Good Shepherd. Our lives are secure. We belong forever. And because of that, we are always being drawn by the Holy Spirit toward the ought. Because Jesus laid down his life for you and me, we ought to lay down our lives for others. This is the mystery of Christ in you, as St. Paul writes in Colossians chapter 1. This mystery of Christ in you and in the congregation, in this congregation, United Lutheran Church, all sorts of ways, in our giving, in our loving, in our serving, in our sacrificing for others. Join to Jesus Christ in holy baptism, join to his death and resurrection, Sometimes it is children who help us understand this the best. I read a story of a girl and a boy, a sister and a brother. The girl needed emergency surgery. She had a rare blood type. The doctors were concerned about having replacement plasma available during surgery. The only readily available source was the girl's younger brother. The doctors and parents approached the issue carefully with the young boy, explaining they must have some blood available in case his sister needed it during surgery. They explained the process of taking his blood and asked if he would be willing to do that to help ensure his sister's life. He thought for a few moments and then said yes. Surgery was scheduled the following day. The boy was brought to the hospital with his parents so that he could donate the much-needed blood. Father and mother flanked the table as the boy was prepped and the needle was inserted to start the flow of blood. He looked up to the faces of his parents who stood by him. Mom, Dad, the boy asked quietly, how long will it be till I die? He had misunderstood. Something from the previous day's conversation, he had said yes to his parents' request, thinking that it meant giving his own life to ensure the safety of his sister. This is the mystery of Christ in you, of Christ in us, living out the Christ life, laying down your life for others. In the words of the prayer of the day, God of all power, you called from death our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep. Send us as shepherds to rescue the lost, to heal the injured, to feed one another. Amen. I invite you now to join as we affirm our Christian faith in the words of the Creed, I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. 
I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray now for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, for all people according to their needs. God of goodness and mercy, we pray for the church, that bishops, pastors, and all who give leadership will be upheld in their task and shepherding roles. Guide our call committee here at United Lutheran Church as we seek to discern who you are calling to be our next pastor. Help us to wait and listen for your leading. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O God, you reveal yourself fully in Jesus Christ, our Good Shepherd. Your shepherding voice calls us to your loving embrace, and your sacrificial love calls us to a new way of loving one another. In truth and in action, always considering the needs of those around us. Save us from self-centeredness and greed, selfishness. Strengthen us to serve. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the earth, that green pastures and clear waters be provided for herds and flocks, and that farm fields be preserved from drought or flood. Restore your creation to wholeness so that towns, countryside, and wilderness may abound with life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for justice in our land, that our legal system will continue to be made new, that racial and economic prejudices will cease to have a hold on our people, and that there will be peace in our streets, our communities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are hungry, for the unemployed, the homeless, the jobless, those living in refugee camps or on streets, migrants seeking a better life, that they may be fed and cared for and find new pathways for restored well-being. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Come to our aid, O God, as COVID-19 continues to spread. We pray especially today for the country of India. Heal those who are sick. Protect families and friends from being infected. Support healthcare workers. Give continuing success to the development of vaccines and their distribution. We pray for all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit this day. And ask for healing for those from our community, Colleen, Lucille, Terry, Brett, Ruth, Leroy, Larry, Perry, Sally, Bud, Gary, Adele, John, Croy, and others we name before you. 
grant them your healing grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Risen Lord Jesus Christ, you went ahead of us into the grave and defeated the powers of sin, death, and the evil one. We remember those who have died, especially those most dear to us, who we name before you. Inspire us to live our lives in resurrection hope of that day we'll be reunited with those who have gone before us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands now, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We give thanks for all of God's gifts today, for the gifts of the Good Shepherd, of forgiveness, life, and salvation. Thank you for the gifts that you share for the ministry and mission of United Lutheran Church. God bless you in your stewardship of all that God has entrusted to you. Let us pray. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with abundant gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in our offerings given in thanksgiving to you to serve you in this world as a sign of your merciful love and grace through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace now. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.